Hello everyone, welcome to the LFG cast, your one-stop shop for everything lifting, feasting, and gaming related. Uh, I'm sorry if I sound a bit quiet, um, it's currently 9 in the morning, everyone in the house is still asleep, but I did want to get this episode recorded because I didn't have time to record it live on Twitch like we usually do. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, as I said, we record live on Twitch just about every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So today's episode is essentially going to springboard off of last week's episode. Now, last week's episode, I talked about setting goals, following through on them, and kind of my own personal struggle with that notion. Um, so I was thinking about the topic for this week, and I was going around thinking about it, talking about it, and then finally, I uh, finally I decided that I wanted to talk about challenging yourself. Now, that, funny enough, can be a factor in kind of like the whole point of the show, right? Like, you can challenge yourself in lifting. Um, if you're trying to really clean up your eating habits, you can challenge yourself to make better choices, and you can challenge yourself in gaming, obviously. Sometimes the game challenges you, but sometimes you can challenge yourself. And I kind of wanted to touch on each of them um, and talk about why it's important to challenge yourself so right off the bat obviously you know when you're lifting or when you're working out um, if you're progressively overloading with lifting weights you always want to try to challenge yourself but you never want to push yourself to an extreme now what i mean by that is you know say you're benching right and you're benching 135 and you can feel that, you know, it's a little heavy, but, you know, it's you're not maxing out on it. And say you have, you know, one more set to go. You could essentially do it two ways. You could stay at 135 and do another set, which is perfectly fine. Or you could add two and a half pound plates on each side or five pound plates and, you know, bring it up to 140 or 145 and then proceed to do your final set that way. And in by doing that, you may come to find, oh, this is just hard enough where I can, you know, get all of my reps while just, you know, struggling a little bit on that last rep, but I'm not going to failure, which can be really good. It can be really helpful and it's a really good way to progressively overload your muscles and continue to push ahead. Um, you know, going through high school, there was a time where I was I was in weight room with a, a friend of mine and he was kind of like my workout partner every time we had weight room and every morning we had to run realistically it was probably a mile it may have been a little bit more of a mile so I was never fast um, I have a heart condition which made me tire out a lot faster than normal people I also was overweight and I was out of shape but he looked at me one morning and he said, no, we're going to be the first ones. And I said, I don't think I can do it. And he goes, yeah, you can. He goes, just follow me. And he took off and me and him essentially were in front of the rest of the class the entire time. And that was a point where like, I really pushed myself and I really challenged myself to keep up with him. And he was obviously, you know, giving me motivation and encouragement as we were going along saying you know come on don't stop you know we got this um and 
it wasn't like I was pushing myself to an extreme. It also happened, you know, at, at points during football practice and during like summer training camp, my junior and senior year, because again, I was out of shape. I'd never played um, full on tackle football in my life. So this was all new to me. And my coach at the time, whenever I like gave him a signal, like I can't do this, he would, um, you know, he'd push me a little bit. He said, no, he goes, yeah, you can. He goes, stand up, you know, put your hands above your head. He goes, he goes, just go. He goes, you don't, you know, just finish it. Do, do it. And he wouldn't, he wouldn't let me quit on myself. And I think that that's very important in life is you can't quit on yourself, especially in a world and society where people have the opportunity to quit on you at any moment. You have to be in your own ring, right? You have to be in your own corner. You have to be essentially your own hype man. You have to be your biggest fan because there may come a point where nobody else will do that for you. And I think that's really important. So challenging yourself in, in working out um, can help build not only your confidence as well as your muscles, but just build your progression. And it can and will most likely be beneficial for you in the long run. So now let's talk about food and how to challenge yourself. Now, I'm not talking about if, you know, somebody has uh, an eating disorder or anything like that, because I can't speak on that. What I can speak on is um, I, I I will admit that I tend to have a little bit of a uh, addictive nature when it comes to food. Um, what I mean by that is I tend to overeat very often. That's really kind of my like my crux is that it's not that I eat garbage because I, I know people and I knew people in college and stuff that would just, it was just junk food 24 seven. Like they didn't care. Like it's, you know, they could eat, they feel like they could eat Burger King every day and be fine. But then they would cry about the fact that they were gaining weight. That was never really my issue or my problem. My issue was always overeating. So that's one thing that I've been challenging myself um, with. And my fiance has been challenging me with it too is especially because I want to continue my weight loss journey. I want to continue to better myself and put myself in the best possible um, body and mindset out there. So that's been a big thing for me is challenging my portion sizes, challenging, do I need a second helping of dinner um, and things like that. Now, another thing when it comes to food that I've been challenging myself on that has been going a little bit better, I'd like to think is making smarter decisions on what I eat. Now, like I said, I was never really a big junk food person. Um, you know, in high school and in college, you know, I would probably eat it. I probably ate it a little bit more um, than I do now. But lately, it's very rare that I get junk food. Um, and by junk food, I mean fast food, right? Um, like, I'm not going to count burgers as junk food because I can make a burger at home made out of like 93.7 lean ground beef or even just regular 80.20 ground beef, but it's like grass-fed ground beef. I can't talk. It's still early. It's grass-fed ground beef, right? You know, I can make homemade chicken tenders that are like half the calories of what you get at like McDonald's or like at Applebee's. I can make homemade french fries that again are like half the calories of what you would get at a fast food place. So when I say junk food, I typically mean fast food, McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King, Taco Bell, um, to an extent, Five Guys, 
Fuddruckers, Red Robin. Um, but if I'm going to eat out at a place like that, I tend to lean more towards a more sit-down place like Red Robin, like Five Guys. Um, I know theoretically, calorically, I should say, I know calorically it's probably very similar to fast food, but there are certain things that are a little better than, um, you know, than at these fast food places. Like when I go to Fuddruckers or when I go to Five Guys, I know that it's real ground beef. Like I see them make the patty and I see them fry the patty. At Five Guys specifically, they cut the french fries. They hand cut the french fries. Yes, are they deep fried and is it still really calorically dense? Of course it is. But it's it's things like that. So, so when it comes to making better food choices, I'm typically referring to what I eat for breakfast, what I eat for lunch, and what I try to eat for dinner. Now, since I still live at home, um, the only meal that I tend not to cook for myself is dinner. Um, my mom or my grandma will kind of cook for everybody and we'll kind of just, you know, eat that. But what I've been really trying to do is I've been trying to make sure that I get more vegetables in because I was never really a big vegetable kid growing up. Now, because I've started, you know, losing weight and I've started eating better, um, vegetables have become more of a mainstay because at first it was like oh if you want to lose weight like you have to eat broccoli but as i progressed and learned and taught myself things i would tell myself no it's just not it's not just the fact like the broccoli's not going to make you lose weight but eating vegetables are going to keep you fuller longer they're going to give you nutrients and vitamins that your body needs and they're going to make you feel a little bit better so i always really try to challenge myself to have some type of vegetable with every meal if i can Obviously, if there are, are times and moments and instances where I can't, whether it's because I, I don't have any, I forgot to make them, um, I don't have the chance to make them, then I understand that. Because it's not, you know, to me, I've, I've come to accept that it's not about being 100%. Um, it's about being, people like to do that, like it's about 80% of the time. Like if you get, if you get your nutrition right 80% of the time, then it's okay 20% of the time to slip up. My whole thing is I want to be not perfect, but I want to be as healthy as I can be. So if I can get greens in with breakfast, I'll make some peppers with my eggs or I'll make spinach or I'll make both. If I can for lunch, you know, if I have mixed vegetables or, you know, I saute up some broccoli, I have that with my lunch. I try and get as many vegetables in as possible now because I know that I never did when I was younger. The same thing with fruit. Now, I loved fruit as a kid. I always loved apples and bananas. They were kind of like my mainstay. And I grew into oranges as I grew up. But now I like trying different fruits. Like this past month, I've eaten so much watermelon just because it's in season. Um, I ate it a lot when I was on my, you know, little two week vacation. I came home. We had a watermelon. Things like that. I just... Like I said, I just try to challenge myself to make smarter choices. So if it's a difference between I'm at the grocery store and, you know, it's a difference between chicken thighs or chicken breasts, uh, I will try and get the, the chicken breasts because I know that calorically they're a little bit lighter. I'm not saying chicken thighs are inherently bad for you, obviously. Um, 
but you know calorically the chicken breasts are a little bit lighter and i know that they fit my goals and i know that it's a bit of a smarter choice but if i buy chicken thighs like i'm gonna eat chicken thighs if my mom cooks them i'm gonna eat them like it's not gonna it's not going to be the end of my life so i think when you have goals like weight loss or when you're trying to eat healthier really challenging yourself to stay away from a lot of prepackaged foods uh, is very key that's been another real big thing for me is I used to love like growing up I used to love like little Debbie snack cakes hostess snack cakes pop tarts you know a lot of super sugary cereals soda and that's been the big challenge for me is to sometimes find workarounds like in the case of soda I mentioned on stream last night um, because I used to drink soda not a lot but I used to have it like every weekend so now what I've been getting is naturally flavored uh, seltzer, which, you know, it's relatively cheap. You buy a store brand, it's like 75 cents for a liter, which is really good. Um, but I get it because there's no artificial sweeteners, there's no artificial flavors, like it's just naturally flavored, natural flavors and, you know, carbonated water. And that will curb my soda craving are sometimes I just like at this point I just crave it like I like a nice black cherry seltzer really really cold and it tastes like black cherry you know it's not as sweet as black cherry soda but it gives me that that craving crush crushing taste and the mouthfeel of the carbonation so like that's something I'm really doing uh, I'm challenging myself not to buy cereals um, to eat eggs or oatmeal for breakfast I do have, like, I have a box of, like, generic Raisin Bran Crunch in my cabinet because, like I said, I want to get it right most of the time. Sometimes it's just like, you know what? I want a bowl of cereal. But I'm also challenging myself with my portions. So if I have a bowl of cereal, I read the portion size, I give myself the serving size, I give myself the serving size of milk, and I change up, you know, the kind of milk I drink and things like that. And I just try to make better choices overall. Now, gaming, you know, the last, not tenant, but like the last part of this podcast is a great way to challenge yourself. And I always struggled with this as a kid. As you can see, there's a bit of a trend. <laughs> um, you know, as a kid, I was never really good at video games, right? Um, I never really like beat a lot of games that I had. Some of the earliest games I remember beating was Pokemon Crystal. Uh, I had gotten that for Christmas one year and I just fell in love with it. And I just played, played the crap out of it. And I beat the Elite Four and to me that was beating the game. Like I wasn't concerned with catching all the Pokemon. I was concerned of being a Pokemon League champion because I never did it in Pokemon Red. Because I struggled with it as a kid. Like Mario Tennis on the GBA, I struggled with that game a lot. Um, but games, you know, another game I remember beating early on was uh, Dragon Ball Z Boo's Fury for the Game Boy Advance. That was a really fun game. I'm a big Dragon Ball fan. So that was a lot of fun to play through. One of the earliest times I remember challenging myself was with Dragon Ball Z uh, Budokai for the Nintendo GameCube. It was the final fight with Perfect Cell and your Teen Gohan in Super Saiyan 2. And you have to beat him with a specific move. I think it was a, like a Kamehameha or something like that. And uh, I just kept dying and dying 
and dying. And then finally I beat him. And I watched the cutscene. I got so excited. I ran out of my bunk bed. I went and told my mom. I was so happy. And, you know, now we get to the... We get to the day and age where like achievements and trophies are a thing and that's a way for you to challenge yourself as a gamer and i remember there was a point in my career where me and my best friend uh pop and lock which if you're listening bud uh i hope you remember this we had a trophy war on the playstation and we we had this war to see who could get as many platinums uh and for a while he was winning but i challenged myself one of the first platinums i got was assassin's creed 2 I remember I then proceeded to get the Platinums for Ratchet and Clank 1, 2, and 3. Uh, there were other games I Platinumed, I just don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, Borderlands 1, I think I got the Platinum for as well. But that was like a really neat way for me to challenge myself. Not because I wanted to be better than my friend, I mean I did, I wanted to have more trophies, I wanted to have the bragging rights, but it was friendly competition and it was really fun. Um, and this kind of, this thought of achievements and stuff actually is what sparked this episode today because like I had mentioned last week I had a I have a really big problem with setting goals and following through so the the next big project I'm working on for the YouTube channel is an Assassin's Creed Odyssey review which it's taking a while because I have now challenged myself to get the platinum now will I get the platinum before the review I'm debating that it's it's whether or not I want to get this video out, you know, in a in a normal time, right? Um, because there's still a lot to do. I've got to beat the main campaign, write a script, capture footage, edit it, blah 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 blah. But I set that goal for myself. I was like, you know what? I looked through the trophy list. I was like, you know what? This isn't too hard to platinum. Actually, it's relatively easy to platinum. Um, a lot of it is just side stuff, like upgrading your ship, defeating the um, legendary bosses, you know, doing all the underwater locations. Like a lot of it is, is not really hard. It's just very time consuming, but that was the goal I set for myself. And I want to follow through on that. And that's how I'm challenging myself. I'm challenging myself to platinum a game so I can prove to myself that, Hey, I can set a goal and I can accomplish a goal and I, I can do it on my own and I can break this cycle of not being able to complete things so that's kind of where today's topic stemmed from i know i've mentioned that like three times again it's only like enough quarter to ten in the morning i'm a little tired um but yeah so you know let me know how do how do you guys challenge yourselves what, what do you struggle with um and how do you challenge yourself to kind of be better in your field or to be better at your job or to be better in your life I, I would love to I would love to find that out and kind of discuss this. Um, remember, you can find me anywhere on the internet at the Phantom King X, Facebook, Google, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I do have a Discord. All the socials will be linked in the podcast description. And like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, if you want to be around for when stuff like this happens live, I do record the podcast every Thursday night on Twitch at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I kind of give updates on when I go live in my Discord and uh, on Instagram. So thank you for listening. Share it with a friend. Share it with somebody if it may help them. And until next time, don't forget to lift, feast, and game. 
I'll see you next time.